But today, the last day's church. Let's check it out, Ray. The churches from the book of Revelation, there's seven of them mentioned in the book of Revelation. Seven last days churches. These are actually churches that Jesus addressed the Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos. This is the resurrected Christ. John is sent there to die like a dog on an island for his faith in Christ. It ain't some tropical island. It's a place they send people like Siberia almost to die like a dog, okay? And who shows up on the Lord's Day, on a Sunday morning, who shows up and appears to John but Jesus does? That's why you want to be in church on Sunday morning. You never know when the Lord might show up. Amen. Say. But anyway, we want him to show up today. He has been here with us today. But, so he gives him these seven letters to these churches. And not only that, he gives him the book of Revelation. And that's that last book in the Bible. The book of Revelation. So, in this study, I've looked at five of them already. And I've been trying to look at them, how they relate to us In the world today, the last days church. Are we living in the last days? It feels like it. I'm not sure. I know it's my last days. And many of us, it's our last days. Yes or no? Amen. And we're going to see the Lord before long. But could it be all those things that unfold in Revelation? Are they happening? Are we seeing these things take place? I know a lot of stuff seems to be happening that hasn't happened in my lifetime. But let's look at it from the church's perspective. Two weeks ago, I was with you. And the church was Pergamos that we looked at. And it was the compromised church. But guess what? It wasn't the only one. There was another one. And we're going to look at it today. Another compromising church. A church that doesn't stay true to God's Word. That starts teaching something else that's not right. Why are we doing that? In the last days, churches will teach things other than the Bible. Is that happening? Yes or no? It's everywhere. I turn on stuff and people are standing up talking and giving sermons and I can't follow them because it ain't in the Bible. Where you at, man? Making up stuff. Trying to be socially acceptable. We're going to stand before Him one day. We'd be better off if we stand before Him and them right now and doing the right thing. So, compromised church, but also a dying church. That'll be the last one. So we're going to look at two of them today, and we're going to rock and roll. Let's go, Ray. Let's see what we can find this morning. So, and it might be like, you might, this might be boring. I don't do this every week, but this is some history stuff, guys. This is from the Bible, Bible study time. Let's check it out. So Thyatira was a real place. You can see it listed right there. This is one of them. Let's check it out, Raj. Keep, I mean, uh, uh, Ray, keep pushing me. Thyatira. See it right there, Thyatira. All right, now we've looked at several already. We looked at Laodicea, the judging church. We looked at Philadelphia, the loving church. That's what we want to be. We looked at Ephesus. That was the fallen church. What a great church, but they left their first love. We don't want to do that. Yes or no, amen. We don't want to do that. And then Smyrna was a great church. He loved that church in this letter. They were the suffering church. Isn't it something how suffering brings us closer to the Lord? How many would testify and say, that has happened in my life? My hard times brought me to my knees. And that's the same thing with the Smyrna church. And then Pergamos, the compromising church. They started teaching all kinds of crap. Excuse my language. Awful. Okay? And so now let's pick it up today with Thyatira, and then we will finish with Sardis. So Thyatira, unto the angel, unto the messenger, Jesus speaking to John, of the church at Thyatira, write, 
These things says the who. If you get a letter from the Son of God, you just need to listen. I mean, he's called himself different things. This time, Son of God. Who has eyes like a flame of fire. Wow! What a warning. His feet like what? Fine brass. Stomp you to pieces. He's coming very strong in this letter. Right out of the gate. Is that pretty strong opening? Yes or no? Jesus knows them and he commends them. Okay? A lot of us, we think we're, you know, I'm not pretty good. I ain't killed nobody. He commends a lot of fools. A lot of crazy things they were doing. You can find good, but that good ain't good enough. We need him. We need to follow him. We need to obey him. You hear me or not? Are we hearing today? I know your works. I know your charity or love. I know your service. I know your faith and I know your patience. And your works and the last to me more than the first. He's talking to this church. What is he saying? He commends them. So he commends their works. Hit it. Their love. Their service. Their faith. Their endurance. Now, leave it right there. Pop that back up. Doesn't that look like a fantastic church? Look at it. Look, they're working. They're loving. They're serving. Their faith. They're enduring. We're good. I mean, doesn't it sound like it? I mean, we want a church to be like this, right? Let's check it out, though. Not saying that churches and organizations aren't doing good things, but are we staying true to God's Word in the last days? Are we teaching truth? He said some of you are growing and you're improving, and that's a good thing. And that's how this letter starts out to this particular church. But then he condemns the church. And I could use other words. I use the word condemn. Jesus condemns. I've used it in the whole series here. No sugarcoating it. You understand? There's certain things that he condemns. And so what did he say? It gets a little, little bit uh, crazy sounding here, but we're going to read it. Notwithstanding, I have found a few things against you. This is a compromising church, just like Pergamos was. Because you suffer that woman, what's her name? Jezebel. Jezebel. Which calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants. Now, last time we talked, it was you tolerate and allow the teaching of, of Balaam, remember? And so he's hitting both of men and women. <laughs> This one comes at it, okay? Bottom line is, very similar. You could change that name to Balaam instead of Jezebel. He's saying this pretty much the same thing. I have this against you. You're letting somebody teach you that's seducing you to commit fornication, ungodliness, worldliness, wickedness. We sang a song this morning to the Lord. It was holy, holy, holy. It wasn't worldly, worldly, worldly. It wasn't fornication, fornication, fornication. It was holy, holy, holy. His name needs to be lifted up, and that's how we need to teach His Word. Y'all hear me or not? Say. Okay? Yeah, thank the Lord. You ought to thank the Lord. Okay? Come on. You see things happening in our culture today. You know, men are women, and women are men, and children are getting this and that and the other, and it's okay to, to take the life of an unborn child. It's not okay. 
It's not okay. Yeah, but you don't understand. You don't understand Him. The church needs to be the one place, the one place that teaches His Word and stands true. That's why we choose to teach His Word over politics here. Do you hear me? Do you think there's any politician that's running right now who is worthy like Jesus is worthy? Yes or no? So I'm not going to take a lot of my time on them. If I teach you about Jesus, if I teach you about holiness, if I teach you about God's Word, i got a feeling you're going to know how to go to, and go and vote. Okay? Does that make any sense to you? He has a problem when we teach stuff other than His truth and His Word. And to eat things sacrificed to idols or idolatry. Idolatry. Okay? And guys, I'm not just talking about little idol things. Let's look at the first four commands. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Church ought to be about Jesus. Make no idols. We make idols out of certain things we teach at church. Certain experiences, we can put them above the blood of Jesus. That's what you hear so often. You got to get my healing. I got to get my... You need Jesus! He's everything! He needs to be paramount. Y'all hear me or not? Number three, don't take God's name in vain. The first four commands. His name needs to be praised. His name needs to be lifted up. You hear me or not? Our songs should be like that. Our words should be like that. And number four, we're to keep His day, His Sabbath day holy. We're to make a priority to put Him first in our life. He ain't changed. They weren't doing it. He said, I gave her space to repent of her fornication. She repented not. I didn't want to get into Jezebel because I got two churches at one time, but Jezebel was a wicked, wicked queen. As a matter of fact, she turned many away. She would kill the prophets, God's people. She turned many away from following the Lord back in the Old Testament. How many remember how she died? Can anybody tell me how she died? She was thrown out of a what? A window. By who? Her own people. And her blood splattered on the wall. You remember the man who was riding the horse? His name was who? Jehu. And he took his horse and trampled her underfoot. That's a picture of how God feels about us teaching the false gospel here. Did y'all hear me or not? He'll throw our tail out the window. Did you hear me or not? I want to get this message today across to us. I gave her space to repent. She didn't repent. Keep looking. Behold, I'll cast her into a bed with them that commit adultery, with her into the great tribulation. Churches playing church are not going to go to heaven, guys. They're going to go right into hell. We don't want to be a church that doesn't preach Jesus and doesn't stand for Christ. Okay? We started this church 21 years ago to love Jesus and to love people. All we had was a handful of people. We had no money. And now look at us now. Big old campus, look at us now. Look at us now. We ain't changing. We're going to love Jesus and we're going to love people. You hear me? If you can't give cheerfully, you can still what? He's umero uno. He's number one. As I'm getting older, I'm seeing he's number one more and more and more and more and more. And what a crazy person I am. And I'm growing and getting closer to him.
You hear me or not? Are we hearing? This is who we want to be. I'll kill her children with death. This is Jesus speaking. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and the hearts, and I'll give unto every one of you according to your works. Strong. Jesus is not, Jesus just isn't for you and me changing his word. Are we clear on this today? Am I making it clear as crystal? Anybody got questions? You allow the false teachings of Jezebel, he says, idolatry, immorality, teaching that, you know, putting a stamp of approval on it. I could talk forever on this. We're inclusive at this church. What does that mean? Everybody's welcome. But inclusive does not mean we're going to stamp your lifestyle and tell you it's okay. Or because you're part of a political party that believes in the killing of children, that I'm going to say that's okay. I'm not going to say that's okay. I hope you do feel uncomfortable here. Because I want you and me both to get right with him. I know that's hard. So what? Suck it up. Unless the church repents and turns to Jesus Christ and him alone, you will go through the great tribulation in the last days. When is that? A lot of people think the rapture will happen. You'll be taken out of the tribulation. That's a view that I was taught very strongly in college. I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth. I don't know all the answers now. I don't know all that. All I do know is this. If you, that scripture was pretty clear. Unless the church repents and turns to Jesus Christ, you will go through the great tribulation. There's no doubt about that. This was his, this was his teaching. This was his strong letter. So that was that one. He commands this church, commands them. But unto you I say unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, which have not known the depths of Satan, he calls this satanic, as they speak, I'll put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already hold fast until I come. You that are doing right, keep doing right. He that overcomes and keeps my word and works unto the end, to him I'll give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. As vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, even as I received of my Father. And I will give him the morning star. Say that last part with me. He that has an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. So this church did a lot of good things, didn't they? Am I boring you all to tears this morning? Did a lot of good things. Ha! <laughs> He didn't appreciate it. He did not appreciate their turning and teaching things other than his word. Are we clear on that? That's what we need to teach here. Don't accept false teaching. Say that out loud. What do you teach? Don't accept what? Don't accept it. I've been pretty hard in this series on people that do things in their churches, but they can't go to Moffat and do it. Don't accept fraud. You stay with Jesus. Yeah, but he's popular. Stay with Jesus. In the last days, we better stay with him. Because I don't know who that preacher or that preacher, all I know is I'm on the Jesus road, not on that road. Very strong. Stay true until what? We ought to be getting closer and closer and closer to Him. More true, more holy, doing the right thing. That's the will of God for my life. 
He will reward those that do, is what he said. Amen? So, that's that church. Now we're going to do the last one. Are we okay? I know y'all like to go get a donut now. You're not. Hang on. Come hang in here with me. All right? Let's do one more. Let's finish the series. Here we go. Sardis. So we, there's seven churches. We've done six. Is that right, Pastor? We've done six of them. Two were compromisers. That should tell us something right there. In the last days, they're going to be double to compromising going on. What happens if you do that? What happens if you follow this, this, this path? Sardis seems to be the answer. The last one, Sardis. Let's, let's do it. Thanks, Ray. You're doing great. Now, remember he commended the churches before? He would usually have a little bit of something good to say. He had nothing good to say about this one. Now, you can find a little bit towards the end, maybe. But he just starts right out the gate. The last day's church. Under the angel or messenger of the church at Sardis write, These things says he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Seven spirits has a, could, could mean several things, but it certainly uh, speaks to all-knowing, all-wisdom. As you're following in the last days churches and what church to go to and what this one teaches. and that, Listen to me. Listen, he says, I know it all. Okay? And what I'm telling you is true. So he is all-knowing, all-wise. He says, I know you. I know you. You might pull the wool over other people. You're not pulling the wool over me. God's speaking. I know you. I don't care what your crowd is. I don't care your shenanigans. I know you. And fool some people. You're not fooling me. You hear the message or not. I know you. And he says this. You got a name. You got a name. The last day's church will have a name. That you're alive. Have you been there? That was alive. Alive. That's alive. You're deader than a hammer. I know you've got a name that you're alive. But Jesus, I think, is saying, I'm the one who's alive. You ain't. I'm the resurrection and the life. Get off of talking about you. You hear me or not? You got a name that you're alive. But you what? Can we say that louder? But you what? So the last day's church will be a church. It looks like it's alive. But it's dead. They say in the next, they are these people who study churches. Barna and people like this. They say that in the next ten years... 300,000 to 500,000 churches in America will close. They're closing already. How many in this room, you know of a church that closed somewhere in your life? Somewhere, can I see this man? That's a small, that's a small audience. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not a big audience, maybe four, 400 people this morning. But that's a lot of the hands that went up. You know of church. Let's do it one more time. How many of you know of a church somewhere that has closed? Let me see some hands. I'd say this math ain't bull. In the last days, churches will be closing. 
And they're going to be closing because they're going after other kind of doctrine. Is that true? How many know big denominations right now who are losing people because of that? Let me see some hands in this room. You're, you know that you're a part of that. You've been a part of that. Is that the truth? So you might think this message ain't apropos and what it might need to be for today. This is a great message for today. You got a name. You got a name. You have your name on a little plaque even. You did. Go ahead, Ray. Help me. Ray got through into the frying pan today. You're a church in name only. I couldn't be here if fellowship is a church in name only. Gary's gone. Got it? I'm not going to hang on to something either. Did y'all know I don't even have a key to this building? We built this building. I don't have a key. So if you ever fuss, I want a key to the building. Well, I ain't got one. I want the one who has the keys to heaven. To hang on his belt, baby. That's the one I want. I ain't worried about this stuff, okay? I love this campus. I love this campus. But this ain't my home. And I love you. But we want to be a church that keeps preaching God's word, keeps strong even in the face of opposition, that keeps the doors open when everybody else says you've got to shut them down. We want to be a strong church for the Lord. But we want to be strong in love, in love, and not gimmicks. Did you hear me or not? Love ain't a gimmick. Matter of fact, my Bible tells me the greatest thing is what? Not a gimmick, baby. I'm going to hook my wagon to him. For God so what? I'm going to hook that wagon right there, baby. Let's keep it that way. Amen. Let's, let's don't be a church in just name only, okay? we got to quit. You're dead. You're dead. What's that mean? You're dead. Now, I love a lively church. I love being myself. I love raising my voice. I love music that moves. I love excitement. I love raising hands. I love you. I love all that. But that don't necessarily mean that you're alive. But I love that. But that is a good sign, though. <laughs> That's a good sign, though, baby. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Jesus commands this church, be watchful. So what can we do if this is the case? Can we learn from this, this teaching today? How do we not become a dying church or a dead church? Be watchful. Strengthen the things which remain. That are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect or mature or right before the Lord. So he commands his church to wake up. Say that out loud. Do what? Church in the last days should do what? Wake up! Yeah, but they're teaching this and they're saying we need to change this and we need to do it this way now. Wake up! What are you talking about? I could name 50 things, probably, that we ought to be standing for that have gone by the wayside in a lot of churches. We need to stay strong, keep awake. Number two, strengthen what you have that is what? Good warning to us. Strengthen what you have that is right. If something ain't wrong, forget about it. If something is wrong, forget about it. Got it? Strengthen what is right. If you're doing something that ain't right, Put it in a trash can. You want a church that don't die? 
He says, what you're doing isn't working. Start doing the right thing. Do the right thing. Start following me. Make me central. So he said, wake up. Wake up to this church. Can you say those two words? Do what? One more time. Go back. Go back. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard. Hold fast and do what? Turn around. The last day's church. We've got to keep preaching Christ. You don't believe in that preaching that Jesus, do you? Absolutely. You think people need to be saved? You mean their good works ain't going to get them to heaven? No, their good works are going to send them straight to hell. They're not that good after all. Keep doing that. Don't get away from this. You hear me or not? Hope you're clear on this. So go back to what did work. <laughs> Amen. Say yes or no. How many were ever in a church and you watched it die? Can I see some hands? You watched it die. Can I see some hands? Can I ask you a question? Did it seem to be that they got away from teaching what they used to teach and what did work? Yes or no? I'm looking at some heads. Trying something newfangled. I'm not against new ideas, new things. I love current music. Okay, a lot of churches die because they're so proud. They're so set in their ways. You know, they don't want to change. Some things should be changed. Amen, say. If something ain't working, it ought to be changed. But we don't want to change and get away from what did work, and that is the Word of God and the Gospel. Go back to the things you heard and first believed. How many, when you got saved, you got saved because you heard Jesus loved you? <laughs> but you're big now. You don't need that no more. We're going to talk about that next week. Now, what you need to be is a kid again. You need to fall in love with Jesus again. As you get older. As you're just all scarred and marred. you got all this crap you've studied in your life and all the hard knocks. And it's made it where you can't even have a relationship with the Lord. You need to be a kid again. That's what I want. Amen? I don't want to get further away from the things that are right. I want to get closer to the things that are right. Because I'm a screw-up. I need him. <laughs> Amen? Hold firmly on to what? I don't hold firmly on to things I don't really understand. I hold firmly on to things that I know that are truth. That saved me a lot of trouble in my life. You don't know how many times people have come up to me over the years, come to see me. Had a lady come to see me the other day. She's going to teach me this new thing I can do from the Lord. I was open to listening to her, but I'm not going to hold too firm onto that. I want to hold firm on the truth. Do you hear me? How many it was the truth that set you free? Was it truth that saved you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just mentioned Jesus a little bit. Amen. Amen. We got to quit, buddy. I could do this all day. Watch out's the last one. Watch out. Say that out loud. If therefore thou shalt not watch. If you're a dying church, I'm going to tell you, Jesus says, I'm going to come on you as a thief. 
and thou shalt not know what hour I'm coming. You get away from me. You don't teach. I'm coming and you ain't going. I know that's strong words. That's our world we live in today. When you watch your news, oh man, the country's in trouble. You could, you could just take country and exit out and say the church is in trouble. <clears throat> this is what our world needs. Our world needs, you know, hundreds of thousands of churches that aren't perfect, I get that, but who are determined to keep teaching God's Word, keep loving people, keep caring for people, not judging them, no, love them, but don't just love them. Come on into my club. No, I want you to meet love. His name is Jesus. Change our country, change our world. Jesus will come again like a thief in the night, and no one knows the day nor the hour. You've heard that before. Last one, don't quit. Say it out loud. We're learning how to keep a church from dying in this passage, by the way. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. There is a few. There is a few. And they shall walk with me in white. For they're worthy. They're worthy. They haven't sold out. They keep following me. They love me. They're honoring me. He that overcomes... The same shall be clothed in white. You want to take a dying church and make it a living church? You want your church not to die? You follow me, he says. You follow me! And you're going to be clothed in white. And I will not blot your name out of the book of life. Wow. I don't want my name blotted out. Amen, yes or no? Come on. But I will confess His name. I will confess His name before my Father and His holy angels. Ray, we got to quit. Are we okay? I'm sweating like a pig, brother. Okay. I want to close with this. It's not in a message. If I can just remember it in my head. Jesus said, If you can't confess me before this wicked or sinful and adulterous generation... And it seems like that's what the dying church or the last day's church will do. They'll be confessing everything but Jesus. Changing this, changing that. We've got to change this. You know, if we're going to reach just these young couples, these young people. I'm not saying we don't get with the program. Don't get me wrong. But we don't want to change it to a new Jesus, okay? We don't want to be, we want to receive everyone. We want to, everybody's welcome here. But we don't want to throw Jesus out. We want to stay true to his word. Amen. He said, if you can't confess me, if you can't stand for me, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I gave my life for you. And you can't, you can't have your church where you teach me and teach the people about me. That's what it's all about. If you don't do that before, you can't do that in a wicked and in a simple generation. Let me tell you something. He says, I won't confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. And I won't confess you before holy angels. And that's exactly what he said right here again at the end. So we need to stay straight. We need to stay true. This is what we want to do in the last days. Are these the last days? I don't know. But if they are, I don't want to be like this church. Y'all hear me? I want to be alive for real.
<laughs> not a dead church. Let's thank him for his word. I got to quit. I know it's late. Come on. Amen.